Welcome to my Pivot with a Purpose podcast. My name is Jennifer and I am your host. I'm a certified health and wellness coach and I equip and empower women to take control of their thoughts, their nutrition, and their life. In these mindset moments, you will hear practical advice, my history, and how God can take us from a place of feeling hopeless and broken to a place of feeling beautiful and empowered. We will do this together one moment at a time. Let's jump right in. Welcome to this episode where I tell you my part of the story that isn't pretty. However, it's part of my story and that makes me who I am today. As some of you might know, this week, which is the first week of March, if you're listening to this later, is National Eating Disorder Awareness Week. So I thought it would be a perfect time to share my story. I'm not embarrassed that I have walked this path, but unless you've walked it, it's so hard to understand. People can be very cold and judgmental with this issue. I also believe that women struggle with eating disorders more today than we ever have. Social media has many wonderful aspects. However, the comparison that it brings is crippling sometimes. We tend to judge our present with someone else's highlight reel. I'm guilty of it too. I share a lot on social media, but I would be lying if I said that I share all the ugly parts of my past. I'm not ashamed of my past struggles, but I do pray and ask God to lead me when and where to share. God has kept placing women in my path that are walking similar paths to what I have walked, and God is opening the door for me to share my testimony and story with them in hopes that I can give them hope and encouragement. I want to start with a little history about me. I started dieting around 13. I was a lifetime member of Weight Watchers around 13, 14 years old. You know, 13, the year that seems to be where every girl loses her waist and starts to fill out. Well, for me, it was the start of a long journey with the dieting cycle. So as you can see, that diet mentality started very young for me. During my Weight Watcher years, yes, I said years. Well, let me first say that I am not anti-Weight Watchers but I am anti-diet mentality. So you may or may not know, at least years ago when I went to Weight Watchers, this is how it happened. It could be totally different now, but you would go get checked in each week and they would fill out your book and let you know if you gained, lost, or stayed the same. Then you would have a meeting afterwards. Well, going to check in weekly at Weight Watchers taught me don't eat or drink the day of the weigh-in And then after the weigh-in, reward yourself with a cheat meal. So me and my family would go do that. We would weigh in and have our cheat meal right after. So you know what this means? I would hardly eat the day of the weigh-in. And so I could lose on paper and then I could eat afterwards. See, the problem with this thinking is that we learn that starving ourselves will help us measure up on the scale. We become a slave to what the scale has to say about us. The scale each week told me if I was good or bad. And then once I was at my goal and maintained, I became a lifetime member. If I wanted to maintain my weigh-ins for free, I had to maintain my lifetime weight goal. If not, I had to pay. So in a roundabout way, I was paying (laughs) for the scale to tell me if I was bad. If I was good, I didn't have to pay that week. It proved not to be effective for me. Why? Because my mindset didn't change. I was following a plan with rules and regulations, but not following it for the right reasons. 
Again, not bashing Weight Watchers. Just telling you my experience. I believe 100% that any program can work and work long term if you are doing it with the right mindset. Not following rules just to get the reward because once the reward is received, you won't stay that way unless it becomes your lifestyle and with a healthy mindset. So like I've said before, your behavior must change, not the plan. Okay, let me go back to my story. What I didn't realize at the time was that the struggle wasn't so much with the scale or with the Weight Watchers. The struggle was deeper than that. The struggle was within. The struggle was how I felt about myself. The struggle was with how I looked at myself in the mirror, how I talked to myself on a daily basis. I continued to be up and down with my weight all throughout my teenage years and through my young adult life. In and out of Weight Watchers, I tried many other diets along the way. Diets similar to Weight Watchers, diets that also taught you to just listen to your body, diets that made you feel like you were a sinner if you ate outside of your body signals, diets that cut out this or that, diet pills, B12 shots, nothing seemed to work long long term. When I was a young mom, not only did I gain and lose weight with each pregnancy, I also put myself on the back burner for years. So I would lose weight, gain weight, you know. Lose 10 pounds, gain 10 pounds. Lose 20, gain 30. You know that cycle, right? Each and every weight gain led to lower and lower self-esteem. So with that lower self-esteem, I would try to do whatever to lose the weight. Back then, I didn't even know about changing my mindset. Well, after a 19-year marriage, what I thought would not or could not ever happen to me happened. I was told by my spouse that he no longer loved me or wanted me as his wife. I hit an all-time low. I wanted to do whatever I could to heal the marriage. One of the many changes that I needed to make was my weight. So, when everything was out of control, I knew I could control my eating. I'm a word girl, so words can make me or break me. His words broke me. I allowed it, but they broke me. I have also had I also have this gerbil that lives inside my head, which tells me those words on replay twenty four seven. So I set out to save my marriage and quote unquote get skinny because if I was skinny, he would love me again. When he said these words, he may not have meant what he said, but what I heard was I was not good enough. I was not skinny enough. My body is not enough, and if I have the perfect body, he would love me again. So that's where my disorder came to a head. Like I said at the beginning, the disordered eating started very young. Maybe not with a labeled eating disorder, but it started there mentally. Since I was determined to be skinny and have the perfect body in hopes that it would fix my life, I can be a stress eater or a stress starver. I was the latter when this happened. I felt my life was out of control, but I knew that I could control my eating. So I just didn't eat. I would drink a Dr. Pepper to help the hunger pains when they would start. Another thing that I could control was my fitness. I started walking, which led to running. I would run and walk five miles in the morning, and then I would go teach my fitness classes all at the same time of not eating. I would eat in front of my kids at dinner when I had to so that I wasn't obvious that I wasn't eating. I went through the lightheaded feelings, feeling like at any moment I would puke or pass out, but I kept going. I kept running. I kept working at it with the end goal in mind. 
love, and the perfect body. I got to the point that I would physically feel sick at the thoughts of food. I lost the weight. I got down to a size zero and thought I was still fat. Guess what? I still wasn't enough. I was too pale. I was now flabby because of losing the weight and having the saggy skin left behind. More and more lies. Some lies I was told and other lies I told myself. I remember sitting in Chick-fil-A one day after a homeschool meeting and two of my dear friends made me eat one to two chicken nuggets. I cried and told them I just can't. They saw that I was slowly killing myself. They didn't even know all the details of what was happening, but they didn't care. They just loved me enough to have the hard talk with me. They don't know how much it meant to me that day. I still just can't put it into words. As they were talking to me, my kids came up. They had been playing at the Chick-fil-A playground, and I saw the look on their faces when they could tell that I had been crying, and I remember my friends comforting my girls when I felt like I just wanted to crawl in a dark hole. I remember thinking, if I eat, I'll gain it back. If I can just make myself throw up, then I can just eat and throw it up and not gain the weight back. I remember standing in front of my bathroom mirror and seeing my skinny body and saying, I need to lose more in my arms and my legs. I remember saying, why can't I look like these other women? Another distinct memory that I have is that I saw my dad, which I didn't get to see him often back then. And he said, baby, you don't need to lose any more weight. And I kind of blew it off. And I was like, oh, it's fine. I'm not too skinny. I knew that I thought that I was losing too much and too fast and all the wrong way. However, I was scared to death. That if I would never, that I would never be enough if I couldn't get skinny and stay skinny. See, I wasn't only hiding my eating issues from my friends and families. I was family. I was hiding the pain, the fact that a marriage of nineteen years was ending. I kept thinking if I could fix it, I could just get small enough. If it that would fix it all. The thing with disordered eating is that you think that you're way bigger than you actually are. You think that you're in control, but you actually aren't. You think that you're doing it and holding it and hiding it from everybody else, but you aren't. You think you're alone, but you know what? In reality, over 28 million people will have an eating disorder in their lifetime. Approximately 7 women and girls are currently, 7 million women and girls are currently struggling with eating and 1 million boys and men are currently struggling. I kept thinking if I got this under control because I... I'll be at that size that is enough. I'll just go back to normal eating. I was not I was not starving all the time, but I was severely under eating. At the same time, my body was producing high levels of cortisol to help me because God designed these hormones to help us when we're under stress. Our bodies are pretty miraculous. <laughs> my body was trying to fight for me because I wasn't feeding it. I was started, it started holding on to anything and everything that I would give it. My view of myself hadn't changed, and in my mind, I still wasn't skinny enough. I did sometimes like how I looked in clothes. I loved getting all the compliments from friends and families and strangers, men and women, about how great I looked. But I still didn't believe that I was enough, that I was as beautiful and skinny as they would say. I still saw myself fat and unlovable. I was in counseling, and she was helping me to see the pit that I was in. 
She was helping me to admit that I had an eating disorder, and if I didn't get it under control, that it would end up in that I would end up in the hospital. She helped me to see what I was teaching my daughters that we have to be skinny in order to be loved. I didn't and haven't shared with my girls all the seriousness of my struggle, but they knew, especially my oldest. You can think you're hiding things from kids, but they watch you way more than you realize. Over the next few years, things started improving a little. So at least I didn't feel like I was drowning. (laughs) I had breast implant surgery in 2017, another way that I could feel like I was enough. After that surgery is when the weight slowly crept back. I started to feel out of control again. I had a choice. I could choose to listen to the lies of the enemy or I could choose better. Knowledge is power. I now knew that I could choose to lose the weight in the healthy way. So I started macro eating. I wasn't perfect, but I was eating. The stress was at an all-time high, but I knew that starving wasn't an option. My kids were now four years older, four years wiser, so they would see. I wanted to be a healthy example to them and also to all of my followers. Macro eating works. I can maintain my health without starving myself. But even while eating with macros, I was still under eating for the amount of exercise that I was doing. Plus, being in starvation mode for so long, my body was in a severe deficit. Now, my body was showing the damage that I had done. My metabolism was shot. My cortisol levels were dangerously high. My body was in constantly in fight or flight mode. My body assumed I was starving myself, so it held on to every calorie. Here I was, a fitness instructor, and gaining weight. You see, stress triggers a combination of signals from both hormones and nerves. These signals cause your adrenal glands to release hormones, including adrenaline and cortisol. The result is an increase of heart, your heart rate as part of a fight-or-flight response. So although I wasn't starving myself anymore, I still had high levels of stress in my life from a messy divorce and court battles. But I knew I had to work on my health from within. So instead of focusing heavily on getting my weight off, I started working on myself from the inside out. I became stronger mentally and emotionally. However, 2020-2021, I had many stressors. I'm sure a lot of people would also agree. (laughs) I had a whirlwind romance that ended with yet another divorce. Another time of feeling like I had totally failed myself and my children. But also during that time, the doctors and I realized that the implants were trying to kill me. I even left a goodbye video for my children just in case. I had over 27 symptoms of BII, which is breast implant illness, if you're not familiar with this. I felt like I was spinning my wheels and nothing was improving. For the last five years since getting implants, my weight gain was going up. I had pain in my chest, tightness in my chest, sternum pain, exhaustion, skin rashes, and much more. Many doctor visits, multiple EKGs, mammograms, ultrasounds, etc. before we put it all together. And that's when I decided, and with full support of my doctor, to remove the breast implants. My body was just not responding well to having implants. I'm not an implant basher. They just didn't work for me. That story is for a whole other podcast, but would have been easy for me just to give up. It seems like I would take one step forward, two steps back, but I was determined to not give up no matter what life tried to throw at me. While I was experiencing health issues and stressors over the years, I also had some beautiful moments in my life. 
My daughter faced challenges of their own, but my oldest graduated high school, then went to college and pushed and graduated early. I tell you that because our bodies respond to happy stressors, similar to how it responds to bad stress. So my doctor said that the cortisol levels were extremely high again, and I needed to really work on reducing my stress. So that's when a lot of mindset work has had to take place. I coach women to do the same thing, but I had to apply it for myself. I had no choice but to choose a way to be way less stressed. Now, I admit I'm still pretty high strung because I'm, I'm, but I'm working on it daily. If you haven't, you should listen to my Recovering People Pleaser podcast. People pleasers are pretty stressed because we're always thinking of how we can make everyone happy, which we all know that can never happen. So here I am years later. I'm in such a good place with my mental health. I love teaching women and helping other women. God has used this hard past to help me minister to so many. I owe all the credit to Him. But just because I'm in a much better place with my headspace, it doesn't mean that I don't have to face this battle daily. I'm still 30 to 40 pounds heavier than what I was at my smallest. I'm still not toned in all areas of my body. I have the mental battle daily of how am I supposed to be leading other ladies. I'm supposed to look this certain way in order to help others. But every single day, I choose to put one foot in front of the other and take my health journey slow. I'll be honest, even up till recently, I realized that my mode of operation is to undereat when I'm stressed or not seeing the results I want to physically. I've been doing a lot of mindset work in my Facebook group. If you're listening to this and you're not a member, I would love to have you. It's a Facebook group where I equip, empower, and encourage women just like you with their mindsets and nutrition areas of their lives. I've done macros over the years. I created Pivot in Six where we have meal plans that are macro-based. But again, you can have all the tools and all the plans, but if your behavior doesn't change, it won't last. I'm going to be honest here. I want this podcast to equip and empower and encourage you, but I also want to be real with you. You see, I know what to do. I have trained for this. However, the battle is still here. Remember, my mode of operation is to undereat. So when I have seen my body gain weight, I've lost energy. I'm not as strong as I once was. Now, I know menopause plays a role in some of this, but I can't use that as a crutch. I had to take a long, hard look at myself and really think about what I was doing. Guess what? For the last year especially, I've been way under eating. I would get busy, drink a Coke Zero, and move on. Then, when I did eat, I would make choices that were not what my body needed. So, what do you think my body had been doing? You guessed it. Holding on to my weight for dear life. That's how our bodies protect us. God designed our bodies that way. If we don't fuel... (laughs) Our body will think we're in starvation mode and will hold on to everything. Now, I wasn't throwing up and I wasn't starving myself, but it was still disordered eating. Once we really sit with ourselves and truly become aware, we must then decide what we're going to do with this information. So here I am coming to you to tell you that this week, the first week of March 2023, I decided that I would stop what I was doing, which was self-sabotage, and fuel my body more than I ever have in years. I'm recording this episode in the week to make this discover- that I made this discovery and change, but I know that a year from now, I will be different. Will the scale be? I don't know. 
but I know that I will feel better because I will consistently be fueling my body. I will be faithful to take care of my body, spiritually and physically. I don't know if I'll get that smile again. I will remind myself daily of how I have improved and continue to grow in my walk with self-love and respect. I respect myself now, and I love myself to know that it doesn't matter what a man may say about me. I love me, and I am enough. There are different forms of eating disorders. Some are even easier to notice. I believe this is something that a lot of women face alone. I know for me, I didn't share with others. I do think this is one of the reasons God has me coaching today. I'm learning how to repair the damage that I have done and fuel my body. The weight might not fall off, but I know that I am and will continue to feel better. My cortisol levels are still high. I believe I will get those to normal one day, but I can't make it happen overnight. I've spent years sabotaging myself. This was and is not an easy battle. There is no quick fix to recover, but I'm choosing to do this. I hope that you choose too. With God, all things are possible. Please, if you're listening to this podcast and any of this sounds familiar, reach out. Reach out to me, to a friend. There are a ton of resources online. Again, as always, I thank you for tuning in. Your support means everything to me. Share this with your friends that you feel could benefit from this information. Also, if you enjoyed this podcast, would you please take a few minutes and leave a review? This helps others to see my podcast on Apple and Spotify. I would love to connect with you. If you need or want to change the way that you think, but you're not sure where to start, I would definitely start with my Facebook group. Each week we have a topic, and I teach and equip you to change your life one mindset at a time. Thank you so much for listening. Be sure to subscribe so that you can hear more. And I would love for you to connect on social. You can find me on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, and Pinterest. And always remember, you are enough. God bless you.